Hello and welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast, where we are all about cultivating consciousness in the digital age. Let's get going. show, The Nature Unplugged Podcast, with me, your host, Sebastian Sloven, and co-host... Sonia Mohammed. How are you, Sonia? Really good. How about you? I'm doing good. Excited to be back on the show with you. And, uh, okay, before we... this, I'm excited for this show today. We're going to be talking in, talking in, talking about leadership, adaptive leadership, to be specific, and how that relates to our work at Nature Unplugged. Excited to get into it, but before doing so... I want to check in with you. Any updates on the Nature Unplugged front? Yeah, we yeah. do. I have an update. Um, yeah. So we have a workshop coming up in December called Healthy Holidays. It's December 7th. It'll be in La Jolla. It's from 9.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, we will be there, Rep and Nature Unplugged, and doing some work around technology and boundaries and how to have a, a good holiday connected to the people you love Um and a little bit less connected maybe to tech and getting outside of nature. Also with us will be the Juiciest Fruit, who will be making lunch for the workshop and talking about how to cook um, healthy foods and healthy options around the holidays and how to get the family involved with cooking. Um, And then also Breath Body Connection will be there wrapping up the workshop and talking about different breath modalities, doing some practices and how to use breath and breath work as a tool to um, get through some potentially tense times, um, help you self-soothe, um, any, you know, enjoying the holidays to the most and maybe, uh, addressing anything that comes up <laughs> during it too. Yeah. Anyway, um, you can visit our website for more information about that and a link to register. We hope to see you there. Spots are limited. Register now. What's our website called? Oh, uh, Nature Unplugged. Uh, www.natureunplugged.com. Sweet. What else? I'm excited for that. Okay. This is well, all these are sort of San Diego specific. This one's very soon. But uh, November Wednesday, November 6th, mm-hmm. we have two events. Sonia and I will be at two different events, but very cool. Um, one is at La Costa Canyon High School, North County, San Diego. There's going to be a screening of the movie Like, which is all about the impacts of uh, social media on our health and well-being and all that. And uh, Sonia will be there as a resource for mm-hmm. Nature Unplugged. Mm-hmm. Same night, same time. 6 to 8 p.m., uh, I'm going to be at the San Diego Jewish Academy. Uh, we're going to be on a similar deal, screening of like, and then a panel discussion about technology. And you'll be on the panel. I'll be on the panel. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're affiliated with either of those um, schools and planning on going, we look forward to seeing you there. Yeah, see you there on Wednesday. Okay. Thank you for the updates. Nice job. Okay, let's jump into it. Mm-hmm. Leadership. Leadership. This is an interesting one because, uh, you know, Sonia and I, we've been talking about this for a while more internally, and now we're excited to talk about it more It's externally. So coming up with our clients a lot and coming up in our workshops, and we want to dig into this a little more. And I think it starts with kind of our view of this, this issue that we're dealing with, that like people generally overconnected to tech, disconnected from nature, where we're coming from and our sort of background 
education and expertise is more from a leadership perspective mm-hmm. than a, you know, counseling, psychology, or, you know, wellness perspective, even though we'll kind of incorporate those things. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to frame this as a leadership challenge. Yes. In- indeed, indeed. Um, and I think to start with, you know, I think it's helpful to talk about our vision with Nature Unplugged. Uh, and our vision is really, you know, our goal is really a community, individuals and community that are more connected to themselves, more connected to each other, thriving, using technology, but not being dependent or controlled by technology. Mm-hmm. And so that's our vision. Anything to add to the vision? No, that's spot on. Spot on. So, that, you know, that's what we're working toward, you know, communities that are connected with nature, using tech well, uh, but not overly connected. But the, the reality is that we're seeing right now, and this isn't everyone, this is a generalization, that we're seeing huge uh, amounts of our population pretty much completely disconnected from nature. And I would say overconnected to technology. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, many examples of this, but go to a go to a public space or go to a restaurant and oftentimes two people will be sitting there but looking at their phones and not really interacting. So there's a gap between our current reality and where we want to go. Mm-hmm. That gap is an opportunity for leadership. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be talking about, how to, how to bridge that gap or make that, that gap smaller. And leadership's an interesting thing because there's so, there's so many theories. Mm-hmm. It's used pretty broadly. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to get into the details a little bit more about what adaptive leadership is, which is the framework that we have been trained in and we view a lot of our work by. So we jump into it, adaptive leadership? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Okay. So when talking about adaptive leadership, the um, we're talking about adaptive leadership versus technical challenges. Okay. So um, technical challenges are things that have a clear solution and you go to uh, an expert or someone in authority to provide that solution. And when you go to them, uh, you're looking for something solved as quickly as possible. So an expedited fix. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, and that's really important uh, to be able to distinguish a technical challenge. So a good example of a technical challenge is someone is having a heart attack or in the process of having a heart attack. What do you do when you have a heart attack, Sonia? Um, you go to the emergency room and see a doctor and hopefully they can address that piece quickly, maybe give you a bypass, um, do emergency procedures to save your life. Yeah. Stint, bypass. Yeah. Sometimes maybe just meds. I don't know exactly. The doctors know, (laughs) but you're basically, everyone would probably know if they have a heart attack or they're with someone that has a heart attack, get them to the emergency room. They need to see a doctor, the expert who's going to who's going to take care of that problem right away. And we may, as non-doctors, we may not know the exact way to do that, but there are definitely people that do, and it's uh, pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, an example of a technical problem. We see a lot of technical problems out there, and technical problems are really important. The other side of this is something called an adaptive challenge. So an adaptive challenge is something kind of, it's totally different. 
And when you're faced with an adaptive challenge, this is going to require learning, learning new skills, like changing your frame of mind. Um, you're not just going to be able to go to an expert to solve it because there's not a clear solution. So you're going to have to incorporate all sorts of people, anyone who's the stakeholder involved. That could be a family, community, teachers, individuals, uh, community leaders, etc. And the the solution is not going to be this like expedited fix. It's going to be more, um, it's going to be slower progress. It's going to be experimenting with things, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work and making progress toward a fix. Uh, so you want to talk about an example of an adaptive challenge or an adaptive problem? Yeah. So if you, if you even just take the same scenario, right, you've had a heart attack, um, heart attack, heart attack. So that, the technical piece comes first. It's we've got to address this emergency thing. You go to a doctor who's um, you know specializes in this, does the procedure, and fixes the immediate issue. The adaptive challenge really is what comes after that. What do you do um, to address what actually caused the heart attack um, so that you don't have another one um, or have additional heart problems or health problems um, related? And so this is more of like a lifestyle change. It's like, what are the things that you need to do to change your lifestyle? Um, maybe that's the type of food you're eating, your diet, perhaps your exercise regimen, um, getting out and moving more. Maybe it's stress. Maybe you've been, you have a high stress job or you know something in your life is really stressful. It's like addressing those things. Um, and right, and those aren't something you go to a doctor and they say, you do this, 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 and you're set. Um, there are a lot of people involved in that, your family, perhaps people you're living with, eating with, exercising with, um, perhaps it's people you work with. Um, there are a whole bunch of stakeholders involved that you sort of coordinate with. It's a, it's a change that ripples out from you and doesn't just include only you and the expert. Right. Um, yeah. I I think the, the doctor or whoever the expert is is certainly going to have advice with people that can certainly Mm -hmm. help guide you, but that same you know, the same solution that might work for one person mm-hmm. may not work for the other person. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, right? Because we see, see this a lot, unfortunately, in, in the medical world is that people have a heart attack and they get that, the technical pieces are fixed, the heart's put back together and they don't really address the adaptive problem or the lifestyle change. And then they end up right back with, you know, multiple heart attacks or, you know, something more intense mm-hmm. down the road. Mm-hmm interesting stuff. Yeah. And so the the key piece really is that an adaptive challenge requires you to adapt, right? You have to make some sort of change. It's not just getting, you know, a fix from an authority figure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So I think it's also important to, I mean, we're going to get into how this relates to Nature Unplugged momentarily, but I think it's also important in this conversation to talk about the difference between authority and leadership. Yes, because that's very confusing Yeah, um, in general to most people. Again, we want to keep this, you know, we're not going to do a super, super deep dive, but it's important to, in our view, uh, separate these two. Mm-hmm. And so, right, in a, in a, if there's a technical issue, you go to the expert, you go to the authority for the solution. And the doctor in the heart attack case. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but when it comes to leadership and authority, like those are often looked at as, as kind of the same thing. 
But so let's talk about the differences between leadership and authority. Mm -hmm. So authority. Authority is super important. And I think, think about authority as someone in a, you know, a formal position of, of leadership or formal position of power. Mm -hmm. uh, parents, for example, are kind of a classic authority. And there's, they have kind of three main jobs. That is to uh, direct, like if there's an issue, they're going to give direction. They're going to provide protection and provide order. And so if there's a crisis or an emergency, let's say you're, you know, in a building and the building's on fire, you know, someone in authority is going to hopefully direct us to get outside of the building. Or you get hurt as a kid, you want your parents to, you know, give you the right direction, protect you, provide order to, to hold those boundaries. Super important work, but totally separate from leadership. And and I would like to add with authority, it's it's there's an exchange happening there. So, um, you know, your parents are providing you with protection, direction, and order, and in exchange, you you do what they say, um, right? Or same thing with police officers; they provide those things for you, but then you also sort of allow them the exchanges. They can write tickets for you if you speed, etc. So there's always an exchange, an expectation, and an exchange. Yeah. gives the authority the power. Or they're getting paid, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're getting money in for, uh, in sure, exchange you're for, paying for, taxes yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. Okay. Okay. So if that's what authority is, then what is leadership? That's the question. Challenging question. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Sonia? Well, leadership is where you, well, and, and to be clear, um, leadership's not tied to a role or position. Anyone can exercise leadership, but we really look at leadership as an activity, right? Not like a noun, not a position you hold. Um, it's the opportunity to help um, guide or give you know, people or yourself purpose to make a change that requires some loss is adaptive. You have um, a challenge you're facing that doesn't have a clear solution. Um, and you're stepping in to try to address that. That would be exercising leadership. What can you add to that? Yeah, I mean, I think you're you're spot on. I think looking at leadership not as a yeah a position you hold or anything like that, but something that can be practiced. It's a practice or behavior that you can do from any position. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a good example too is like take a soccer team. Leadership's not just coming from the coach or the captain, but can be practiced from anyone on the team: defender, right back, left mid wherever. Yeah. And maybe when things aren't going well, or you're, you're down three goals or something, you know, someone unexpected steps up, um, provides some encouragement, provides some direction, provides something, some spark, some change and say, we need to do this differently. Or let's do this and give it a try. And, you know, if there's a risk there, they're not the captain, they're not the coach. People could, you know, give them a hard time for that. Or some people might disagree. Um, and, and that's a piece of this too. Leadership is often risky or feels pretty risky to do. It's uncomfortable. Um, it's stepping outside of something that's normal for you or comfortable for you yeah, yeah. taking a chance. Right. Yeah. Well said. And I think that's a great segue into connecting this more with, with the work we're doing, mm -hmm. right? Which is addressing this bigger problem of disconnection from nature, overconnection to technology. And this is something we see a lot when we're working with clients are doing workshops or presentations and becoming more aware of is that people are coming to us as an authority or as an expert in this field mm -hmm. looking for solutions 
right? And I think the interesting thing about this, when we were talking about just going back to adaptive versus technical challenges, mm -hmm. they're often not clearly one or the other. We used an example that was, you know, one is having a heart attack, getting it fixed, that's clearly technical. Lifestyle change, recovering from a heart attack, that's adaptive. But usually there's both technical and adaptive uh, issues involved. And so what we're dealing with, with this overconnection of technology, I think is one that very much has technical solutions and uh, adaptive challenges that need to be addressed. So we can provide, uh, you know, the tips, the tricks, like a home, find a f home for your phone, get your phone out of the bedroom, you know, 15 minutes unplugged in nature every day. There's all sorts of cool practices that are on the, more on the technical side that can really help people. But if we're not also looking at the adaptive side, it's not going to go very far in terms of the solution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would actually even say that heart attack example or the heart problem example is a good illustration of both technical and adaptive challenge, like seeing those as one thing. Um, and some of that as a technical thing that needs to be addressed and some are, there's some adaptive work there too. Yes, yeah, depending yeah. on where you're at. Yeah yeah. 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 So I guess let's dive into this a little more. So let's say, you know, you're, you're listening to this and you have this, um, you're wanting to get create healthy relationships with technology, reconnect with nature more and uh, understand some of the technical fixes. I guess, what are some ways that people can address the more adaptive challenges? Yeah, well, I mean, I would say, like, don't be shy about trying the technical things. I think those really help give space to do the adaptive work. Um, the I think, again, it, it'll vary. It'll be different for everybody depending on where they're at. But a, a potentially a good place to start would be just asking some questions about like, what are you getting from that activity or what do you want from that activity? And are you, are you actually experiencing that? Like if you are using social media to improve your friendships, um, when you sit and reflect on that, is that actually happening for you or is it causing harm to your friendships or do you feel more disconnected from people? And like starting to ask those questions, think about that and then think about any changes that may be worth trying or experimenting with to see, to like test your theory about whether that's actually helping or harming. Yeah. Um, that could be an interesting place to begin. I think there are plenty of places to begin. Yeah. And I think the, one of the biggest challenges with this, with any adaptive facing any adaptive challenge is that it's going to require some sort of loss when you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's the I think that's the thing with the this is an interesting interesting quote from the folks who kind of came up with this framework. Um, this is from them. So this is the, the single biggest failure of leadership is to treat adaptive challenges like technical problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Heifetz, Linsky. These are Harvard Harvard uh, leadership school folks. And right, we want. To, it's like we want to find the solutions but not have them inconvenience us too much. Mm -hmm. Like, so I'm okay with doing, I'll find a home for my phone or do little things here and there. But when it really comes down to disruption and the family, uh, which is going to probably, at some form of that is going to be required, 
Um, and people don't want to do that. And I like myself included, you know, when I think about like making big changes, I want to keep it often. I'm like, I just want to keep it technical, uh, mm-hmm. but not step into the other piece, which is sort of an interesting thing as a family, as an individual or a family or a community, uh, it's going to require major disruption and that's lo- essentially loss of something we love and something that probably was in place for a good reason, uh, but is no longer serving us. Yeah. And well, like one example I can give is, is, um, when we decided to take the phones out of our bedroom, um, there were some, some tough conversations I had with my family around, well, like, what if, you know, there's an emergency in the night and I need to get in touch with you. Um, and that was challenging for me because I wanted to be accessible. I love my family. I want to be there in a time of need. Um, and the chance of that happening is pretty low. And if it did happen and there were truly an emergency, um, you know, I'm not the expert that they should be calling, right? If it's like a, a like a crime or a police thing, you know, they should be calling the police. Um, if it's a medical issue and it's not urgent, they should be calling 911 um, or getting to a hospital. So, but it felt bad. It felt strange. It felt hard for me because like as a loving family member, I wanted to be available. And so it felt like it was jeopardizing that belief or value or or system I was a part of. And, you know, after a time that just became the norm and that was okay. And it served me really well in terms of not having the phone in the bedroom anymore and all the sort of like daily issues that that would bring for me versus this fear of one big thing happening maybe in my lifetime. Yeah. 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 That's a great example. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I mean, we've kind of talked about this already, but it's like, right. We're not talking smack about the, the technical solutions. Those are really important. Mm -hmm. It's about recognizing when things are technical and when they're more adaptive. And right. If you're facing an adaptive challenge, like let's say, uh, you know, use of phones in a school. Um, there's some, certainly some technical pieces like, this is interesting, it's going on right now in sort of our community, um, a lot of discussion and back and forth between what are the technical pieces, uh, what are the rules that need to be enforced? And by who? And by who, right? Is it is it the principal of each school? Is it the superintendent? Is it teacher by teacher, which is currently sort of what it is in a lot of the, the schools where we are? Um, And so there's certainly all these technical pieces that need to be sorted out. Who's going to make the decisions? Uh, Who's the expert there? Mm -hmm. And um, there's going to be a piece of this that is going to be really tough. It's going to be adaptive in the sense that the whole, it's not just about, you know, the teachers and the superintendent coming up with a solution that the parents need to be involved. The community needs needs to be involved. Mm -hmm. Um, Families need to be having these, these conversations as well. And it's going to require, it's not going to be, uh, we're going to come up with this, the, the right boundary that's going to work for everyone. There's going to be issues no matter what. And so it's like, I think having the, the courage to like, just continue to have this conversation, engage all the stakeholders and make little experiments, see what works, what doesn't work. And, uh, just like you wouldn't any sort of like lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. And, always, and then involve the people who it impacts, you know, if, 
if that's your family, then, you know, talk to your parents, talk to your kids, talk to your siblings. If it's your friends, you know, talk to them, like have conversations about what you're experiencing, what you want to try. Um, and that is part of the solution. So when we say like need, needing to involve all these various stakeholders, we, we say that meaning, um, to be successful in addressing an adaptive challenge, you have to involve the stakeholders. You could certainly do things without them, but, um, it doesn't quite work as well or the same way. Yeah. You do that. Yeah. I think just, yeah, getting all the different voices in the room on board. And a lot of this has come out of, you know, our work has been primarily working one-on-one with youth and then realizing, you know, pretty quickly that we could do some wonderful work with an individual student, but if that's not being practiced in the family or we're not having as in-depth of a conversation with the parents, right, it only goes so far. Mm-hmm. So it's been... Right. It's a continual, continual work, but really us now are, we're really interested in focusing on the family as a unit, um, to address this stuff. Mm -hmm. Well said. Okay. Awesome. I think that'll wrap it up. I mean, I think the purpose of this is again, to start the conversation. This will be, I think, a, a topic and a theme that we jump into more and more in the future, but just to kind of have an overview of adaptive versus technical challenges and the difference between authority, which is to direct, protect, keep order versus uh, the practice of leadership. Mm -hmm. They're not the same thing. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm excited for future conversations about this and jumping into it more. Well, that'll do it for the nature unplugged podcast for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Please take a moment. We would love it if you took a moment to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. You can also find our episodes on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, other podcast platforms. Be sure and check out natureunplugged.com for more information and resources, blogs, newsletters, etc. You can also, also reach out to us directly from our website. Let us know if you have any questions, comments, feedback, ideas for the show, or ideas for future guests for the show. And we look forward to our next pod. Okay, bye. We'll let you go. Oh, oh.